If you have ever found yourself procrastinating during a launch or worrying if you are good enough to help the people that you want to help, you definitely don't want to miss this episode. I am sitting down with Rapid Transformation Business Coach, Gabby Abrams, and we're discussing the subconscious beliefs that come up behind your biggest launches. Stay tuned. I'm Jess. After launching dozens of courses and generating multiple six figures in revenue online, I have learned the right and wrong way to launch an online course. And in the last two years, I have helped my friends and clients generate more revenue with less stress using my aligned launch formula. On this podcast, I'm sharing with you my simple strategies and systems so you can make more money online and make a bigger impact on the world. Keep listening for the Launch Fix Podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Launch Fix Podcast. I am Jess, and I am your host, and today I have a really amazing episode for you. I sat down with my friend and rapid transformation business coach, Gabby Abrams, and we are talking all about one of my favorite topics, the subconscious mind. In case you didn't know, at the end of the day when you're launching, your subconscious mind is the one driving the bus. If you have fears or beliefs that you're not good enough or that you aren't worthy of receiving what you want to receive, you're going to have a really tough time actually having a profitable launch. So we sit down and talk all about this, all about the beliefs that come up during launching and the first steps that you can take to start to work through them. So Gabby is a lawyer turned rapid transformation business coach, and she uses the rapid transformation therapy her own neuroactivation method, human design and gene keys, and the magnetic strategy she has learned from five years of entrepreneurship to help women entrepreneurs skyrocket their success and create purposeful profitability. Her signature program called Dreamer to Doer helps people get out of their own head and into their business. Definitely don't want to miss this one, so stay tuned. Thank you so much for joining me today, Gabby. I'm so excited for you to chat with my audience and really share your expertise and what you do. So go ahead and introduce yourself and tell them a little bit more about you. I'm so excited to be here. I've been following you for a really long time, so I'm so excited to connect and chat today. I think it's going to be awesome. And I am Gabby. I am a former lawyer turned rapid transformation business coach. And actually in between, I ran a six-figure design business from 2015 until I transitioned really into coaching. So what I do is I'm really a subconscious mindset expert. So I help women entrepreneurs really bring to light their innermost fears, blocks, strengths, and desires so that they can really collapse time and quantum leap into the success that they're dreaming of. I love that. I think that that's really the key to any growth and success because that's what's underneath the surface. Absolutely. And I think people don't really realize what a huge impact your subconscious mind has on the actions that you take and the progress that you make because it really controls like 95% of your actions. So so much of what we, you know, when we decide that we want to do something and we tell ourselves, I'm going to do this, I'm setting this goal. If we're only trying to achieve it with the 5% of our brain, we're just not getting very far. 
Oh my gosh, that's so true. So I love that you have had a few different careers in your lifetime. Tell us a little bit more about how you went from being a lawyer to a design business owner into business coaching. So I actually almost started a business accidentally and I was uh, working as a lawyer in New York City and then I had my son, my oldest son Levi in 2015 and while I was on maternity leave, I just kind of started designing just for fun and designing stationary invitations and I started selling them on Etsy and then like three months went by, six months went by and it started doing pretty well and and I was like, well, let me, you know, spend a year. Now I can stay home for a year and I don't have to go back to work. And and then, you know, a year in, I was like, well, what am I doing with this? Is this a business? Is this a hobby? What's going on? And and mm-hmm. I really decided to kind of buckle down and start treating it like a business. And so I, I grew it pretty quickly. I was able to grow it pretty quickly into um, a successful business. And, and I loved it. I loved that creative side. But I realized how much... Really really went on mindset wise, you know, when it came to running a business, like the money stuff that comes up, the fear of judgment, the imposter syndrome, all of it. Yeah, that's so true. And so what were the things that were coming up for you in that business that led you to dig deeper into that? So even though I was a lawyer and I was, you know, quote unquote, accomplished, I still had so much imposter syndrome around being a business owner, around being a designer, because I didn't have formal training. I was like, am I a real business owner? I'm not a service-based business. I am on Etsy, like so much imposter syndrome. Nobody else feels the way that I feel, I'm sure. Mm. Um, You know, it's so lonely when you're in that place and you're really struggling with, you know, having the courage to kind of put yourself out there and connect with people and, and sell and, and so much money stuff too, around what I felt like I could earn and, and what my earning was capped at. And so pretty early on, I hit my first six figure year, maybe, you know, I think it was like 18 months into starting my business. And I like ricocheted back from that. Like it was like an implosion when I hit that, that like Mm. six figure. And I didn't even realize it, but it really was so terrifying, you know, to think like, can I do this again? Where's this going now? Does everything have to change? What does this mean? And, and we don't realize how much we attach to how much meaning we attach to all of these things. Oh yeah. I totally resonate with that. I feel like right after I hit my first six figure year, I was like, oh my God, now I have to become professional. Mm -hmm. Like I had put on this belief goggles that like in order to maintain this success or even grow it, I had to become a more professional version of me or I had to become somebody else in order to maintain that. And what's funny is I kind of like put on my Amy Porterfield pants. I was like, well, crap, now I got to be Amy Porterfield to be (laughs) successful. (laughs) I I lost all the things that were unique about Mm -hmm. me because I felt like I had to be like other people in order to maintain that. So I totally resonate with that. Yeah. it and, And I think not enough people talk about it. The fact that sometimes the goals that we set, they're kind of empty. We kind of are just setting them just for the sake of achieving. And then you get there and you're like, well, now what? Now do I just set a bigger goal? Uh, Will that make me happy? Will that make me feel like I'm not an imposter? Will that make me feel like I'm successful? And, And the truth is that it doesn't. It has to start inside. So I kind of, when I did that, like not only did I then 
kind of decide that I had to be a little bit different, but I also like imploded. I felt like imploded like my personal life, you know, and I was just stressed out and, oh, well now, you know, this was hard to do. Imagine how much harder I'm going to have to work. And, and I just want to make sure that women entrepreneurs never feel like that because it took me so long to realize what was going on. And I want to share with everybody, you know, how you can wrap your mind around it before it gets there. Yeah. I think that's such a beautiful thing because I think that you're so right that we don't talk about it, but I do think that's a pretty universal condition. That's like, oh crap, I got here. Now what? Yeah. Especially if you hustled, right? If you, if you worked Mm -hmm. really hard and then you think, well, oh my gosh, okay, now what? Now I have to work twice as hard and, and you don't, that's the beauty of it. Once you realize it. Absolutely. So tell me more about how you work with your clients and what is this transformation technique that you've created? So I use rapid transformational therapy, which is the Marissa Peer method. So it's a mix of hypnotherapy, neurolinguistic programming, cognitive behavioral therapy, and psychotherapy. And it really helps you pinpoint the exact root of your belief of whatever disempowering belief you're coming to me with. So if it's imposter syndrome, we'll go back to at what point in your childhood, it's usually your childhood because your subconscious Mm -hmm. mind is formed by the time that you're seven. Um, So at what point in your childhood did you first start believing this? Did this first come into play? And for a lot of people, it's test taking. It's going back to Mm -hmm. some memory from school. It's a parent that was kind of strict, but never really told you what you were doing wrong, that confusion. So we go back to that and then we piece it together and we say, okay, so why did that come to shape the way that you're feeling today? And then we really upgrade that belief and, you know, really make it clear to your brain that you don't have to believe what you believed when you were five or six anymore. Now you are a grown woman, a grown man. You're in your thirties, your forties, your fifties. You can let this go. You know, you have the tools now to, to properly understand it. And so we really rewire that belief. I love that you use the phrase upgrading that belief because I think that I think in this like transformational coaching world, we talk about releasing and reprogramming and like getting rid of beliefs. But really, like, I think that once a belief is created in your subconscious, like it's always going to be there, but you can upgrade it, you can reframe it. And I think that's a really beautiful way to talk about that. Yeah, you definitely can, right? And I think just even thinking, like putting on, you know, you're talking about belief goggles. I always tell people, put on your adult goggles, right? Like now you can Mm -hmm. see, now you can see this as an adult and you can understand that that's not really what happened. You kind of misunderstood. We forget how much we misunderstand as children too. Oh my gosh, so much. I feel like almost every disempowering belief started from a misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. It's so true. It's so, And when you can see that firsthand, when you can see that in a session and really see that firsthand, it's mm-hmm. so powerful because then you realize like, I was the one that created that. I can yeah. change it. Yeah. So one of my favorite things and one of the things that I teach my clients with launching is really becoming aware and like uncovering these subconscious beliefs that come up in that process so that you can heal them in order to grow. So tell me a little bit more about like where you see these subconscious beliefs coming up in the context of launching and how you would recommend people really examine that and move forward. It's so interesting. So when I first started a lot of my sessions and and they still are, our launch sessions, whether it's, you know, mm-hmm. big launches, small launches, all, all kinds of launches. And 
at the beginning, I asked people, what, when you're dealing with a launch, what do you struggle with mindset wise the most? And the list was so, so long because launching mm-hmm. will just amplify anything that was hiding, that you thought that you were hiding under the surface. It is going to come up in a launch. Guaranteed. Yeah. So whether it is self-belief, right? Believing in yourself. You can tell yourself you're confident, but are you launch confident? Because there are two (laughs) different levels of confidence. You can tell yourself that you trust other people, but can you trust a team to carry you through a launch? That is a different story. Money. Money is such a big one because so many people get themselves into kind of that feast or famine launch cycle, right? And mm-hmm. and really end up having a lot riding on this launch and putting a lot of pressure on it and having the launch determine their income for a couple months, a year even. Yeah. I think that's such a good point. I think that you're right, that people really have so much underneath the surface. And I totally agree that launching is really like an exposing event and it shakes up the things that you thought you've been through or the thought that that you thought you've worked through. And it kind of shows the deeper levels of that. So how can people recognize that these things are coming up? And like, do you have any like actionable steps or tips to recognize and like move through them? Yeah. So number one, and I always tell people kind of going back to the the launch mindset, imposter syndrome comes up so strong in launches too, because you are suddenly now saying I'm an expert and I'm going to teach you all of the information that I know. And suddenly people start questioning, well, how much do I actually know? Mm-hmm. What am I actually qualified to teach here? What are my qualifications? And people get really, really wrapped up in that. I have some experience, but I don't have enough experience. So if you find yourself on that thought loop and you find yourself saying, well, when I have this next certification, I'll be able to launch my course. When my audience grows to X amount of people, I'll be able to launch my course. When I achieve this one thing, then I can launch. Mm-hmm. That is a red flag. That's a red flag that there's something going on under the surface. And the other one that is a really telltale sign is that you are procrastinating. When you're telling yourself, I really, really want to launch this thing. And I meet people that it's been two years, three years, and they still haven't launched it. And that's another red flag. That is, there's something going on under the surface. And in the meantime, they're investing in a different strategy. Well, if I just have this, if I take this other course, then I'll know And it's never going to happen. You just have to decide and you have to do it. So how would you recommend people? So they recognize that they have this thing coming up there. Maybe if you're listening right now and you're like, oh crap, that's me. I am totally procrastinating. I keep putting off my launch and buying more programs. What is kind of the first step that you can give to people to start to change that belief or at least like pinpoint it so that they can get help from a coach like you? The first step is recognizing that there really is no such thing. That lack of clarity is a crutch. That you Mm. telling yourself that you just need to figure out this or figure out that or really nail your ICA or really define your niche. You're keeping yourself stuck in this state of confusion because you're scared to do the thing. You're scared to actually do it. But that clarity only comes from action and taking action, however small. And the faster you can start taking action, the more you can collapse time between your decisions and start making decisions quicker, start taking small steps quicker, you will build on that momentum. And you'll start having the clarity that you're trying to get by outlining, which it's, it's never going to come that way. 
I love all of your insights here. And I think this is really impactful. And I hope that people take a moment to really digest this and recognize the tangible experience that they're having and how that relates to a subconscious belief that's holding them back in their launches. But I'm curious, I would love to hear an example from you, like what has come up for you subconsciously in your launches and how do you have a story of how you were able to work through that? Yeah. So I actually, I got obsessed with the psychology of launches because, so I had had all of this experience running an Etsy business and then I decided, well, you know, I really want to do, I want to do something with this. I want to come out with a course and help people have this also. And and I found that so many people came to me asking, oh, I want to start an Etsy business. How can I do this? So I started kind of drawing up that program and then encountered so much resistance and so much imposter syndrome and then decided, well, I'm I'm not sure that I really, I really want to move more into the mindset stuff. I want to learn, I want to teach more on the soft skills that I've learned from being an entrepreneur for five years, all of these mindset things, all of this imposter syndrome stuff. And I still couldn't do it. And I was so stuck. And I bought an awesome launch program on, on how to create a course and didn't do it. And then I decided that it must have been that course. And so I bought Amy <laughs> Porterfield's DCA and I still couldn't do it. And I think I realized then like, okay, it's not the course, it's me. And what's going on for me? What is it? And a lot of the times too, it's just courses are a lot of work. So if your desire is not aligned, if what you really, really want is not to go all in on this course and build an audience around it and build all your messaging around it and really start, you know, it's not just a, hey, maybe I'll launch a course kind of thing, then it's going to be really, really hard to do that. So I learned that. And then, and I really learned, you know, I think going so deep into my own mindset and my own everything that was coming up, you know, all of the subconscious stuff, all of the fears, all of my limiting beliefs popping up, I realized like this must be a problem for other people too. Yeah. And, and the more I connected with people, the more I realized that it was, you know, launching is challenging. It's it's not easy. And you telling yourself, well, just go do it. It doesn't work. It really doesn't work because there's so much going on under the surface. Yeah, I like to look at it in, I like analogies. That's one of the ways that my brain processes information. But one of my favorite ones regarding like the subconscious mind is like the elephant and the writer. Like you as the writer can say, I want to do this. But at the end of the day, your subconscious mind is the elephant. Do you think the elephant is like, are you going to do it if the elephant's not in alignment with it? Exactly. Exactly. That elephant is going wherever it wants to go. And the direction that it wants to go in is your comfort zone. Yeah. It wants to keep you without a course. It wants to keep you without launching that program, without launching your new business. It wants to keep you in the comfort zone. Even if you're telling yourself that you don't like it to your brain, all your brain sees is like safety, 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 safety. I'm staying here. So I love that you brought up the topic of money because I think that there's a lot of beliefs and a lot of charge around beliefs around money. And so I would love to dig into that a little bit more and how, like, what are the most common money beliefs that you see people struggling with in regards to launching and receiving large sums of money potentially and how, like how that impacts your subconscious during your launch? You're so right that there is such a huge potential for a really big 
launch and you see those numbers, oh, I would love to have a huge launch like that. And then once you're coming face to face with that, your brain is going to put up so much resistance. And why? Because money is one of those things that we have grown up with this narrative around that is so, so damaging. The idea that money leads people to fight. We saw, you know, our parents fighting over budgets, right? Mm -hmm. We um, think, people with money are bad. And it's especially strong with women. It's very, very difficult, you know, in, in all of these stories, movies that we grew up watching. Cruella DeVille, um, I'm sure you can name a couple more, right? The, the rich woman was always mean. She was always mm-hmm. on a level that sometimes even men are portrayed a little bit differently. So, so we're led to believe that. And for women too, it's really the fear of outshining people and the fear that now everybody's going to hate me. I'm going to have this attention. I'm going to you know, be leaving people behind is what I see a lot, especially, you know, women that are married. Oh, what if I out earn my husband? And we have the potential to do that nowadays. Yeah. Then what if it makes me be a bad mom? If now suddenly I have to just be working and keep this up? And what if I lose it and I let my family down? So, so many things that go into money mindset. And on the flip side of that, like, how do you expect to follow through with your launch or actually like attract ideal clients to you if you have this fear of receiving money and what that will mean. And we subconsciously repel clients because Mm -hmm. we are afraid of what it'll mean if we receive the money. And then we're like, why didn't this work? Launching doesn't work. Yeah. When really there's so much more belief the surface. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. And people will totally sabotage launches. You know, they'll put out one post about it and then, you know, decide that nobody answered and nobody wants this. And, you know, I'm going to bother people by selling. People are going to hate me. People are going to think I'm greedy. Mm -hmm. All of this stuff, all of those narratives come up. Absolutely. So how would you recommend people then start to get past these things and start to recognize and maybe using like the hypnotherapy and the different aspects with like the neuro-linguistic programming and really start to recognize these beliefs and start to move forward. I think that awareness is obviously the first step and like, oh yeah, these are the feelings I'm having. Mm -hmm. What are the beliefs below those feelings? And maybe we've identified some of those today. Yes. Like you said, awareness, people always ask me, what's the first step? I always say awareness. So I'm glad that you started (laughs) because just being aware that these are thoughts and these are beliefs and they're not truths are, you know, you will be ahead of 90% of people who just accept their thoughts as absolute facts. And then the other thing, one of my favorite exercises, and I have all my clients who are launching do this, is really just to dump out. If everything happened exactly right, and you had a crazy, wild, successful launch, or you did whatever XYZ thing that it is that you want to do, what fears come up from that place? From that place of everything going right, you getting everything exactly as you want. Let's say, you know, it's a six-figure launch. You are now sitting on the other end with $100,000 in your bank account. What fears come up? And people are amazed that they get two, three pages worth of fears. Wow. And all of those are keeping you stuck in the first place, right? They're all creating resistance. You might not know that they're there until you start doing these exercises. And some of them run really deep. Some of them are silly, you know, like, oh, I'll need to buy all new clothes. I'll need to get a haircut, yeah. you know. I'll need, need to, to become start- Amy Porterfield. Yeah, <laughs> I need to become Amy Porterfield now. <laughs> I need to hire a bunch of people. Now I need to manage a team. Now I need to, you know, but some of them run really, really deep and, and really run to those. I always tell people there are a couple of core subconscious fears 
fears. One is the fear of not belonging. And that one's so strong. We're tribal beings. So if you are doing anything that you feel is going to lead you to be outcast or, you know, not fit in, that's going to come up really, really strong. And worthiness, worthiness stuff will come up. Who am I to deserve that kind of, you know, money or success or, or whatever it is? Yeah, absolutely. This has been so interesting. And I hope that the people listening have kind of opened their eyes a little bit to the things that they're probably doing without realizing it and how that definitely leads to a subconscious belief that's holding you back from where you want to be with your launches. Yeah, I hope so too. So I would love to hear a little bit more about what you have coming up in your business and how my audience can learn from you and have an opportunity to work with you. Of course, I would love that. So my website is gabbyabrams.com. And I actually have a couple of, like I said, I do um, rapid transformational therapy. And then I also have uh, my own system that I call the neuroactivation method, which is really Mm. designed to help you activate your subconscious desires, activate those, your strengths, and also activate and neutralize your blocks. I have a couple of uh, different recordings and stuff that you can access through there. I have a really easy to use self-guided rapid transformational therapy session available on my website as well for imposter syndrome, for money blocks, one for visibility fears, and one for fear of success. And you can also get them as a package and just hammer out anything that's going on in your mind. And then I have my program Dreamer to Doer, which is actually designed to get you out of inaction and into action by just going through all of the subconscious stuff that is keeping you stuck. That sounds amazing. So uh, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think that this has been a really impactful episode for my audience. And where can they find you on Instagram? On Instagram, I am at Gabby.Abrams. Thank you so much for joining us today. And I can't wait to have you back. Same. Thank you so much for having me, Jess. This was awesome. Of course. I'll chat with you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Launch Fix podcast. Make sure to check out the show notes for those links that Gabby mentioned and the links to follow her on Instagram and her website, as well as where to get a free guide about how to rewire your mind for more money. Definitely check it out in the show notes and I will see you in our next episode.